0: hello and welcome to another episode of geomax in podcast i'm sophia your host and this is the story of eden have you ever thought about leaving the city and relocating to the mountains or maybe buying a piece of land and building your own bamboo house and maybe start farming and growing your own food and exploring a new way of living a slower pace of living meditative mindful and intentional if you have please tune in this is exactly what we will be talking about and this is exactly why i chose to interview idan who has done just that i want to take the opportunity to thank my friend elodie for filming this beautiful scenery to accompany our discussion, our conversation, and uh, just try our best to transmit or share with you a piece of what it felt, a taste of what it felt to be in Chandao with uh, Idan surrounded by her pets. This is Idan. Geomaxin to relive childhood. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me here, for having us here, and thank you for accepting my invitation. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Actually, I'm quite excited to do this with you too. I'm. I'm not sure I pro- I pronounced your uh, your name right, Idan.
1: Idan, yeah, Idan. yeah,
0: you're doing great. Idan. Yeah. <laughs> um, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, before you arrived to Thailand. Yeah, uh, I moved to
1: Thailand about four years ago. I think, uh, twenty eighteen. Yeah, I was working uh in marketing for crypto projects. So back in China, I was uh, um, a marketing director for a blockchain technology company. And then I was uh, searching for job offers, like mostly in Asia area, because I wanted to have some overseas, like working experiences. So I was mainly looking into like Thailand, Singapore and Tokyo. Uh, eventually, I got the job offer from Thailand, which happens to be the country. Actually, I loved a lot. I back then I traveled to Thailand many times already. So um, yeah, the, Offer itself was also quite decent amount of money and um, uh, most importantly, I feel myself can have like a quite uh, nice quality of life actually living in Thailand instead of like Singapore and Tokyo. Yeah, so that's why I moved to Bangkok and then I worked for that company for about uh, one and a half year until like COVID started. Mm. Yeah, early 2019, and then um things started to like change rapidly you know all the events got canceled Uh, because for me my background was marketing and I was mainly doing a lot of like um, you know event organization PR and uh, also um, business developing so I have to go to a lot of like conferences physical conferences Mm. so when COVID started I suddenly just stopped everything like um, stopped traveling around the world because I used to travel like crazy. You know, every other week I have to leave Thailand to some other country. And uh, then I just moved to islands. I lived on different islands for about a year. Yeah. Samui, Koh Phangan, Koh Chan, Koh Tao. And then uh, we traveled with a bunch of friends. All of us, we traveled to Chiang Mai. And then uh, suddenly my friend and I, we just had this idea about owning a house here. I mean, it's been a couple of years since we uh, started to live here and we've been um, traveling like for a decade, year, like since wow. when, when I started to work, I always has been traveling a lot. So we both had a feeling like we, we kind of want to settle down. Mm. So, um, and also compared to Bangkok, the house in Chiang Mai was so cheap. Like it's, we, we looked around the house market here and uh, with like... Less money, we can actually own a villa here. And then we just like bought a house together with my uh, bestie. Then uh, I started to explore more around uh, Chiang Mai. And then we kind of bump into this place, Chendao. We started to hang out with a lot of uh, locals here. Mm. And found this community is quite interesting one. And uh, for me, I just keep like having animals coming to me. Like starting back then.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I met you a year ago. And that's when I thought, okay, I need to meet this person again and <laughs> listen to her full story because this sounds interesting. I met you. You just got lucky. Yeah. I'm going to make you tell that story again. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh, all all the fr- friends around me, they were like, they haven't seen me for a while. They will ask like, hey, how many animals you have right now? Because the numbers keep growing, you know, for the past year. It started from zero to eight right now and uh so it's uh more and more i started to feel like i have to have a project like this otherwise there's no way i can accommodate all the pets i have right now and um this is one of the reasons like i started this farm thing but another reason is also this covid situation and also um uh, myself, I more and more I feel like I want to um, live like when I was a kid back then in China, because um, I was pretty much raised up in a countryside in China.
0: Oh, and, where in China?
1: Uh, it's a small town in Zhejiang Province, not far from from Shanghai. Actually, um, it changed a lot since like um, I started to grow, grow up. It's not really a countryside anymore. We started to have like Starbucks and McDonald's mcdonald oh, wow. over there. yeah that's... so you know so that's like that's the countryside like my hometown i can never go back to because it's completely changed mm. but i found this type of similar feelings actually in Chengdao. yeah it's quite interesting so that's um how i feel like hey actually i will be able to live like a kid again
0: yeah here yeah. in another country that's wonderful so, have you done any farming growing up? uh
1: well, not much, like when I was a kid, mostly, I was just like helping the adults, you know most of the time, just like the kid of my neighbor that yeah. we were helping, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like when they were you know planting the rice, we were also trying to help getting into the mud, uh having fun, but mostly we were just like playing, yeah, instead of helping,
0: and when did the travel?
1: lifestyle start started when i first got my first job like um actually i haven't even graduated yet i was working as an intern Mm -hmm. for this first company i had and um that was quite a nice opportunity i got from that company it wasn't that much of a big company but um the um the boss of the company kind of valued me a lot and uh, give me a lot of opportunities to like do a lot of business trips by myself, so um, I worked for that company actually for almost six years, from like the intern to basically like uh, managing director kind of role. Yeah, so that's like 2013. Yeah, 2013.
0: Wow, uh, did you enjoy the traveling side? Was it something that you wanted?
1: Yeah, I think it was something that I wanted when I was at that age. Mm. Yeah, because. That when I was like twenty-ish, right? You you are still really into exploring the world. You don't want to settle down anywhere, mm-hmm. not in one city, not in the same country. So I think I'm I'm quite lucky. Like every uh, each kind different stage of my life, I'm um, I found myself in a quite uh, suitable position. Like when I was younger, very energetic, exploring. I got a chance to actually explore the world, not on my own cost <laughs> yeah. and then now i kind of feel like you know i can take a break and then i bump into this project like i s- starting to actually spend more time in the same country and same piece of land um i'm still exploring but it's like different perspective mm-hmm. day by day i'm staying on the same piece of land but i'm being able to actually exploring more uh, details you know the uh, like we said like the different color of the sky and um, every day you kind it's, a, it's still the same sky the same land but yeah. you see different yeah. colors you see different minor things of this same space yeah
0: so you brought that curiosity about the world to your own little world here yeah where you experiencing the micro environment around you yeah what are the things that you would noticed around other than the sky changing all the time there's so many
1: small things like uh for example all the um the different insects you know even like the pest that i never knew like that kind of you know you always think this pink pink little eggs before mm. and before i never knew this is actually one of the major pests you need to kill for uh the young rice
2: mm. you know
1: before i was like you know it's pink it's it's, it's cute why do you have to kill it <laughs> yeah <laughs> And now you know, and all these uh, things like mowing the grass. Um, it's super difficult actually to keep a good lawn. You know, yeah. before you see people have a grass field, you don't really appreciate that much. But now I feel like fuck, it's so much work to actually do that. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> every small thing. Yeah. yeah, the small things. So you had to learn this here, all of it, or did you? take time to learn theory first and study things about farming and then you dip your feet mm. in it. For me I'm I'm mostly
1: the type of person like learns things by actually doing it. Yeah, and um I found this is quite a good way for myself, not like for everyone. Uh be- because there's so many things um like there's no way I actually can find the knowledge or theory online or from other people. For example, when I first started to live in this bamboo house, I started to have this type of like beetles. they've been eating my bamboo house from inside out,
0: Wow, and they're
1: creating a lot of powders everywhere at the beginning. I was just like curious where are all the all this dust and powder coming from <laughs> and then later, I did my research online and then realized, oh, it's a beetle called like powder post Beetles.
0: Wow, they love
1: eating bamboo and wood if you let them alone, like maybe in a year or two. Your house would collapse. Oh my God. You wouldn't notice, you know, like you would, you would feel odd. Like why my house just collapsed from nowhere. So then I started to try all different solutions, you know, because even I asked many local people, they will tell me different solutions. Some, some of them will tell me, oh, this type of solution, like some spray medicine and stuff, you can use them. But I used and, you know, it helped for like 20%. and then. Uh, Some of them told me, oh, you can burn a bonfire to smoke then. And then that's not really good for my pets. <laughs> so you got to try. Yeah. So what did you end up doing? I found another type of like a uh, solution that they still actually quite commonly um, around. But still, that doesn't really 100% solve the problem. But I kind of make it into my habit right now. Every, di- every day I waking up and I see some powder. I just like carry this bottle everywhere. I'm like spray, 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 spray. So they're just getting less and less and less. Yeah.
0: Good luck with that. Yeah. That sounds like a lot. Yeah. A lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Um, In terms of partnerships, I find it's really difficult to get into business with, uh, with family members, friends or a partner. Uh, his it's it's just complicated to maintain and balance that relation, personal relationship and business. The two are are super complex and and different. Otherwise, it would be great. Yeah. Um. How how did you balance that with your bestie? And how long have you been uh, besties for?
1: Uh, actually, not that long. But um, first of all, like we only like own the house over there in Chiang Mai, so for us, it's not really a business thing. Mm. It's just more like we're both kind in this status that we um um having this lack of security you know we want some place to call home and then we invested in this house together but mm-hmm. it's not really an investment we're both thinking of having this place um to stay instead of like consider it as an investment because first of all in Chiang Mai, buying a house is not a good investment mm-hmm. you know? you can do you can with that money you can do a lot of other business mm. yeah cuz the house value is not really going up that much and secondly if we consider as a bis- as a business or investment that's going to bring us you know arguments and mm. uh, for sure
2: mm.
1: uh unless we have like clear contract about oh uh, if we ever going to make some value out of it what is the percentage but again you're always going to have arguments mm. if it's a business yeah so I'm um, I am quite careful about things like this uh with friends and family all the time even when I'm buying land here with uh, that friend yeah. we bought together but technically we don't have any like kind of uh, benefit conflicts um or anything uh we both cuz when we bought it it's like whole piece of land on the same chateau but then later we split the channel
2: and mm. we
1: registered the land under our own company so everything is quite clear you know there's no legality problem
2: mm.
1: yeah so that's how i think uh, to the, the only way you can avoid problems in the future you have to be very clear and um, there's no gray area when you actually first started
0: was it difficult to set up here uh, as a foreigner legal not side not really but
1: mm-hmm. Biggest problem is always that you have to carry this 1% of risk, you know? Mm. What if, uh, because I have a lot of friends asking me like, hey, how did you set up the company here to own the land? Uh, Can you help me doing that? I always need to warn them, um, unless you accept there's always going to be this 1% or 2% of risk, that what if this company or this tight shareholders decide to fuck you up? Mm. You know, they can. Mm. They can always do that. Mm. And uh, you need to prepare for the worst situation, right? And this is something that I always, like, warn them about. No matter, like, what kind of methods you eventually choose. For example, some of them, they uh, register through a um, law firm. Mm. Some of them, they choose type people that they personally trust. And then they will nominate them as their shareholders. So, all these different ways, there are always going to be risks exist. Yeah.
0: As with all businesses.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, in Thailand, it will be, for example, compared to a place like Singapore.
0: Yeah. Probably
1: it will be more secure in Singapore doing all these things. Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. um, And... Uh, and for uh for the farming, how long did you spend for the farming so far? Was it designed by from the from the get go you knew exactly what you were gonna plant
1: not really um for this project and the things that i farm i I'm quite spontaneous and kind follow the rhythm of the nature kind of feeling Mm. like at the beginning um i didn't really like of course time to time i would think like oh you know it will be it will be nice to grow some flowers here or grow some crops some vegetables things here Mm. i would do some planning like that but then um for this rice part i always been want to do that but i had some difficulties uh before to actually figure out you know the water flow and uh, where to dig the trench and to lead the water and i had to do a lot of preparation before i actually planted uh for example even digging the pond at the end Mm. uh, to lead all the water from this uh, upper land to the lowest spot of my land so it doesn't really flood my living area right so all these things i have to do and eventually i've Done everything, and I'm ready. And then I was looking around for people to help me grow the rice together, plant the rice together, and there was no one. Mm. And then I was kind of frustrated at the beginning you know, mm. because back then, first of all, everyone was busy; all the farmers were busy. And secondly, um, they my land is not really that big of piece land for them. You know, they found it's kind of a little bit awkward to grow because uh, it's not complete. For other land, it's complete farmland. They can, like, grow it with machine, completely. One lot. Yeah, Mm. just done. Mm. But here, I have a house, I have this, I have that. It's kind complicated for them. Yeah. But then, eventually, I was able to, like, have my neighbors to help me. And that was actually one month after, you know, other land started to grow. Mm. Yeah. But you you cannot really get in rush here. You know, it's (laughs) If it if it's, it's gonna come, it's gonna come. But no matter how like rushing you are, you, sometimes you are only making the thing slower. Wow. By, yeah. When
0: did you learn this lesson? By working with
1: all these locals here, you know, <laughs> at the very beginning. Um, and also, I think along, throughout the three three four years I've been living here. When I first got to Bangkok, I was still this type of. Um, Chinese hard working, hardcore working, like corporation employee kind of mentality. Yes. And I had a Thai uh, team with like about 10 uh, members. They were all Thai. And I had difficulties working for them, working with them for sure, um, because it's completely different working culture and habits. In China, like if you leaving like 9, before 9 o'clock, at night and it not it's not really extra you know wow. it's completely normal wow. you're not working extra but I remember my first day I was working in that company in Bangkok I got off work like uh, six or something I came out no one was there anymore yeah because <laughs> everyone's left it's yeah. like six are sharp they just leave you yeah know? and that was like the first day ever I was leaving my job on time. So along the whole years, I I changed a lot from like a really really hardcore Chinese employee
2: mm-hmm.
1: to kind of subai jia yin kind of feel. But you still get the jobs done. But even like you know the workers, I had workers here like they would have all this. Um, um they don't know re- shows. Um, but they have their reasons. For example, there was long gun collecting season mm-hmm. two weeks ago, mm-hmm. right? They had to leave to collect long gone for like one month and they couldn't show up to work. I mean, you you cannot really be rushed on that. They have their own job, right? Yeah.
0: And there is a huge difference in cultures uh, as well in the way of approaching uh, life and work. And I felt like when I, since I've been in Thailand, I felt like, it's uh it's 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 just different approach to productivity and what is productivity and yeah. and how and how it fits in the in life yeah and uh, the two don't necessarily merge life yeah. and work yeah it's so interesting and it's completely different i remember this just from an, your instagram uh you l- spent the night camping in your land before you built the yeah. house <laughs> what was yeah. that experience like that was right
1: after, um, because before, when I when I bought this piece of land, it was completely rice field, right? Yeah. And I was waiting for the harvesting uh, for about half year. And then um, finally, everything's being harvested. I just kind of want to try to live on this land for one night first to feel, you know, how it feels to live on a land that you personally Mm. also feel the wind you know the lighting and everything i think it's important to know all these details before you're gonna build anything on on top of it so i was camping here like in the middle of the rice field with the myself and with lucky yeah and then everyone passing by all the villagers passing by they will be like like is that the girl like camping there and they all saying hi to me and then give me the thumb up they're like, like and they're asking me are you alone i'm like yeah <laughs> and they're so surprised like i'm actually camping there alone <laughs> yeah are you, are you consider yourself a camper uh i do love camping um but i'm uh, for me like if i have more time i will for sure do more camping yeah but for now, it's just not really like convenient for me to camp elsewhere anymore with yeah. all the animals and everything. Yeah. But if I'm alone, wow. you know, solo traveler, yeah, I would love to camp to so many places.
0: Oh, now you have a full time job with all the animals and the farm yeah. and yeah. the housekeeping and everything. What 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 a a day in a life of Idan looks like. Well, um, A typical day. It's quite like chaotic, honestly,
1: starting from the early morning. So I usually go to bed like about eleven something, and then I wake up like six, seven, and uh, then the first thing is always deal with the the pets. You know, give them food, change their water, uh and wash my hedgehog's wheel because he will be running shitting a whole night it will be super stinky (laughs) cleaning just like the 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 first hour of the first morning is just dealing with the food and shit of all the animals yeah and then I started to finally do something for myself Uh, make myself a coffee some simple breakfast nowadays I don't really have time to kind of cook for myself anymore when I first moved in I, was, I wasn't I was really working for so many projects back then. Um, right now, I kind of like working freelance again for some crypto projects and here and there. So I'm getting quite busy and I have to sacrifice on this cooking part. Mm. So make some like cereal stuff, you know. And then I um, these days, I usually would work in the pet house that I just recently built because first of all uh in the daytime I'll be running the AC for them anyway yeah. so it, it's like yeah it's just easy to work there and also keep keep them company and uh around noon I sometimes I would go to the local um market to buy some food it's super cheap it's like 5 minutes drive from here mm. and your budget will be like 50 baht to 100 baht and you have you can have a really good meal mm-hmm. yeah and uh afternoon uh if it's not too hot sometimes I would do some farm work depends on the weather if it's like super sunny like today you cannot really go out to do any farm work literally uh when the weather was cool sometimes I would check the rice field to see if there's any you know get rid of the weed and uh the past or do some mowing of my grass fix some stuff here and there mm. and uh by the s- Evening time, uh, if I need to cook, uh, usually I want to, uh, I love cooking Chinese, so at least I need like one hour ahead of time to prepare a lot of ing- ingredients. That's a problem of cooking Chinese, you know, it's it's not really that simple. Yeah. A lot of things, you need to marinate them, so you need to prepare ahead of time.
0: Yeah. yeah so Slow cooking. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about the history of Chandao.
1: Uh, I have no idea, honestly. Like Phetchaburi, um, I just feel like this. First of all, um, this is kind of like um a city recently becoming really trendy. Um, for my from my theory, I have some theories about this. First of all, I think COVID kind of makes people start to look looking into this type of lifestyle, the nature and everything. Uh, we've been having a lot of like people from Bangkok.
2: Mm. Starting into
1: looking land in Chindao uh, to buy to build their own house or to run some small business, so the, the land price actually doubled, like uh, compared to like this the point that I bought my land, mm. which has been a year, mm. it's actually has doubled already. So that's quite surprising. For Chindao, I would say it's 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 quite interesting um place. Like it's not that rural you know it's one and a half hour from Chiang Mai. yeah if you need to go to the city to do some errands or um for example right now i'm doing some crypto uh freelancing right now sometimes i need to go to bangkok to attend some meetings then it's still quite convenient yeah you one and a half hour you can drive to the airport and then you take a one hour flight to bangkok
2: mm. and then you
1: finish the meeting and then you can com- cam- come back on the day right the day or the next day Mm. yeah if you want to kind of have some yeah nightlife of Bangkok over there so
0: that's super convenient yeah that's super convenient and there's uh there's a huge Chinese community here right not really in Chengdao um
1: Chengdao it's like well first of all there are many uh second third generations of Chinese Chinese immigrations in Thailand right Uh, But a lot of them, uh, they have lost their language and culture and tradition already. They're mostly completely Thai already. Right. Um, But for North Thailand generally, there are more Chinese uh, immigrations and also the people who have inherited their traditions more, you know, than the people who's living in the cities like Chiang Mai and Bangkok. Mm. Yeah, For example, uh, this uh, city in the borderline of Myanmar and uh, uh, Thailand called Thai it's um, only half hour driving from here. It's like a complete Chinatown, like wow. from all the signs, all written in Chinese, they have Chinese school, and um, I can communicate with them completely in Chinese but still, many of the elders over there they speak like their own dialect, oh. so they can't understand it. Like when I speak Mandarin, right? They can't understand me. But when they talk to me, I, it took me a while to understand them. I need to really pay attention to mm. what they're talking.
0: Yeah, that's so interesting. There's a huge, there's a culture mix in this in the in northern Thailand, all over Thailand actually. Yeah. There, uh it's uh so interesting to find that there are pockets of those communities around the around the country in the north.
1: Yeah, in the food
0: or the food. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's some there there's some food that only exists there. I don't think that it's it's still yeah a thing in, in China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, some recipes old. Also some of the food they have
1: adapted to this um taste In Thailand Mm. as well, you know, using some herbs that Chinese probably would never use. uh, Local herbs, local food ingredients to actually adapt the cuisine they have actually brought, their ancestors brought Mm.
2: from China. Mm. So
0: actually tonight we're going to a place like that. (laughs) I'm super excited about that. I'm super excited about that. Looking forward to tasting uh, something new because I heard great things about that place. I wonder what's uh, what aspects of your life were you able to uh, improve on or um the things that you were happy to change with this new lifestyle. Sorry? Yeah, can, can you say it again? Uh <laughs> what aspects of your life were you able to maximize on or like for example some people go to places because it's better for their health or mm-hmm. better for their love life what oh okay what was it like for you for me um
1: mostly i'm looking into this type of content that i know knowingly that i'm doing something um making me feeling mentally content about Mm. like there's many aspects of things actually help me to reach that type of type of mental status right for example making me feel like I am valuable to a certain community Mm. I'm making contribution for example helping my neighbors like my existence here have helped them increase their income and in the future I'll be bringing more guests here either to uh stay here or to invest in the land which I already have some potential clients right now they want to buy the land uh in Chandalo, so generally it's like increasing their potential of having more income mm. yeah, this is one of the aspects making me feel like uh um more content being in my status right now to helping the communities that I am living, yeah making me making their life better, yeah, and another thing is uh. About the animals. Mm. I'm a big animal lover. Uh, at the beginning, I thought I'm only a cat lady, you know? <laughs> like, I was super into cats for some reason. Um, When I was super, like, young, like, five years old, seven years old, I already started to pick random street cats back home. Oh it started from the beginning. And um, then, in the recent years, I just found this kind of connection with all random animals, you know, the bird, the dog. It doesn't really limit it to cat anymore. I just kind of feeling this bonding with them. And I want them to be able to live, um, not just like, you know, being, being well-fed, mm. but being able to live like physically and mentally healthy.
2: Mm. That's
1: also one of the struggles that I went through when I first had my cat I had to actually keep her um, indoor all the time. This is how most of people who have cats nowadays, right? Yeah. Like, you you need to, for their own safety, they need to be kept indoor most of the time. But for me, I tend to think from the cat's perspective, right? Is she signed up for this life?
0: Yeah. You know?
1: Like, is she willing to be, like, a fat, fat ass? Like, you know? (laughs) until the day she dies so yeah i'm trying to give all the animals that i have right now like a a, a good quality of life just as mine
0: yeah wow that's that's what i'm seeing they have they are so lucky one is called lucky and she, <laughs> she's super lucky uh so you have now four dogs Three dogs, three dogs three cats three cats
1: one hedgehog and one bird just showed up today actually
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> wonderful <laughs> okay now tell me about building a house for a hedgehog why <laughs> yeah so i spent like
1: what how much three thousand dollars oh uh, or wonderful more just for my hedgehog the problem was uh I have no way to have a temperature controlled room, like for example, in the bamboo house Mm. uh, for my hedgehog. And the temperature here in Chengdao, you can, like, at night can drop lowest to like 13 Celsius. And in the daytime, maximum like 35, sometimes 34. And it's impossible for my hedgehog to survive here. Yeah. So um, then I figured, you know, like, and what if i build a temperature controlled room house for him and also for the cats when the hottest actually the cats were okay living here hmm. yeah they 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 are like they they are safe and they enjoy the bamboo house and they don't really run around too far um so eventually i was like yeah i actually built that house for the hedgehog mostly <laughs> and now for the bird
0: <laughs> that's really great um, tell me a little bit about the the future of this farm stay. Yeah. What's what's on your mind? What are the projects you're uh, you're mm-hmm. working on? So my main goal when I first started
1: this project, I was picturing this whole uh, piece of land to be um, very, how would say, interesting community. Like attract people who's working remotely, mm-hmm. like digital nomads, or people who's uh, traveling, like a local. Uh, people who would stay in one city, one place for like one month or two months. Who wants to experience more authentic culture instead of, you know, go to the sightseeing places. And that's the people I want to attract. Because I want them to have more interaction with the people who's living here, right? We can have more uh, knowing and understanding about each other. We can do many uh, activities together, discovering our each other's hobbies, you know, mm. similarities, things in common and bond together as a whole community. So that's when I first pictured like the ultimate goal. And when it comes to the actions, um when I first built the bamboo area, I I the main reason is because I needed a place to stay in a lowest cost and in a fast fastest way. And bamboo house was one of the top options I can go with. And once I settle down in this area, I will be able to build the rest of the places. Yeah. So coming up next, I will be um, starting to build this main area of like about four guest houses that will be more comfortable living Mm. for people who actually want to stay here above a month, right? And have a nice setup for them to work remotely. And uh also a uh, main building with cafe and a farm to table restaurant. So people would actually be able to live at the farm. Um and they can have everything they need here.
0: I think I'll come back for this <laughs> <laughs> when whenever it's ready, I'm coming back for sure. It sounds like a dream. And I think a lot of people would benefit from the quiet when we just arrived, we just arrived this morning. And, uh, there is this, uh, uh, instant, uh, relaxation that I felt when I arrived here, uh, in Chandao and all, and even more here in your place, uh, in your house and then in the, in the little bamboo house too. I'm usually, uh, very. I take a long time to to fall asleep. I yeah. fell asleep instantly. Oh great! Uh, so <laughs> it's very comfortable. Thank you. It's very clean. It's very nice. <laughs> but the the view is spectacular. Um yeah. It's just I I don't think I can ever grow tired of this. And like you said, it it keeps changing. So it yeah. keeps giving. Yeah. That's wonderful. I think people who would come here who are in for a treat. And this is exactly what one would need when you're working on something challenging, or a yeah. business, or working to just uh, give the mind some somewhere to wander. Yeah, um, on, uh, it's a great job, honestly. What did you enjoy the most? Uh, building, like when I say building, physically building a bamboo house, yeah. the physically uh, growing the food and and farming. Mm-hmm. Uh, what 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 was your favorite part? For me, I think my
1: favorite part is to um actually witness, you know, the thing for example, like when I before this house is being built, I was sketching this house on my iPad.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh for my old job before, a lot of things designed online and they stay online yeah for also for a lot of projects that nowadays people are are on some virtual or online stuff it's hard to actually see this physical existence of your work or achievement yeah and for me the most satisfying part is i sketched a house on my ipad and half month later voila you have the house and then you, you are able to follow through actually a lot of things you designed just on the paper. Mm. Yeah, For this small bamboo house as well, I sketched for like five minutes. And then I'm starting. It's, it's like a puzzle. You know? Yeah, It's like a puzzle. I have the sketch. I'm looking for the team. And um, I need to find this supplier to make my, customize this window and door for me.
2: Mm. And
1: then I need to find this and that and put all this puzzle together, mm. and then you will have this house. Yeah, it's a whole kind of process of combining this puzzle and eventually making your sketch on iPad, um, came true.
0: Yeah, a final tan- tangible product. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, the, this uh, you said this hexagon people are not here are not used to build yeah. this form. It's very unique, actually. Yeah. It's lovely. I love it.
1: Yeah, it's they never actually built my team they worked for me they never built a house like this before mm. so um, that's also why when the house first being built i had a lot of uh, problems this and that because they, they the team itself weren't able to actually warn me about things you know mm. because they never built it before they basically just built it de- according to my design yeah but for me it's also my first bamboo house yeah there are many things i couldn't be able to think off the head, right? And then, um, but I mean, the first thing is always going to be full of mistakes and um, that's kind of the way you learn, yeah.
0: You're also an artist.
1: Well, I majored in uh, graphic design okay. back in my college um, and I personally enjoy drawing a lot too, as well. Nowadays, I don't really have that much time anymore but I do enjoy like drawing and designing.
0: Yeah, I saw a drawing of all your pets. Did you finish all their portraits? Not yet. I'm still <laughs> working on it. Yeah, I drew the logo of
1: my farm, and uh, I, uh, I want to draw every of my pets.
0: Yeah, I want to
1: paint them on my car. Oh, you know, they're so the beautiful! <laughs> yeah, I love
0: those. And uh, I have some stickers for your guests. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so many things I can do. Yeah, it's nice. Um, i'm wondering what else i want to get from you but i'm also looking at the view and i wanna, wanna just just want to want to just jump you just yeah. want to relax i want to just relax and go and enjoy the view it's it's beautiful yeah. me too it's beautiful
1: words are pale you know yeah <laughs> so a lot of time when i'm here alone uh I, you just don't have the desire to kind of social
2: you, wow. just, you
1: just want to sit here and be quiet and uh, have this peaceful moment mm. and any conversation is not really comparable to
0: this wow it's not worth the, the engaging and yeah. i i i can i can see that i can see that it's very it's very calming it's very calming to just exist and we are more and more fun uh, at least for me personally it's very difficult to just be and exist yeah uh more and more it's constant stimulation coming from everywhere yeah um did you did you uh have trouble relaxing now when you're outside of of your little cocoon now i do like i was actually um
1: I only started to live here full time like about um half month ago. Before mm. that I was traveling between Chennai and here. Mm. And whenever I go back to Chennai to that more than modern house, right? Um I just also found myself not able to resist all these stimulations, yeah. all this comfort. Yeah. And without knowing I'm just lying on the couch, order takeaway and um watching Netflix. <laughs> And then later, I will feel bad about it. I'll be like, what am I doing? You know, like I didn't consciously pick off doing this right now. It's just falling to the old habits in the house, you know? That's how I feel like how important the environment is around you. Mm-hmm. It's making you doing things you didn't consciously pick or want to do. But it's just like this setup make you feel like oh maybe i should watch on netflix right now
0: yeah Yeah. it's all on defaults it's all on default there's no intention i feel like here there's more intention also there's a lot of things that keeping you engaged you have a full-time upkeep job yeah
1: here there's no way you there's no moment you feel like oh now netflix and chill no (laughs) always new things popping up right it's like oh fuck storm like
0: i gotta deal with the water leaking Oh, my God, my cat's escaping. Oh, my God, the bird. (laughs) (laughs) And the rain, too, and the change, everything. This has been lovely. Thank you so much. Where can people find you?
1: Well, um, I'm running my YouTube channel right now. It's called Edan's Farm Life in Thailand. Um, That's one of the main channels. I'm updating the process of the whole farm project. Um, And I also have my Instagram yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, Idan's, I think it's Eden's Farm Life or something. <laughs> I don't really remember the ID anymore. But yeah, people can see the Instagram ID from my YouTube channel. So, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'll share it too. Thank you so much, Idan. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. It was, it was lovely. So lovely. And yeah. I'm looking forward to enjoying this view. Yeah, sunset and time. And the walking around, sunset time. Let's go feed the fishes. Let's do that
1: it's too hot
2: right it's been recording for too long
0: hey thank you for sticking around I appreciate it I would love to hear from you let me know what you thought about this episode and hope that today you're reminded to look at the sky. And look at the colors changing and just contemplate and invite some intention and mindfulness to your life oh and happy new year